0: I think every single person in this locker room is a competitor at the highest level. So yeah, when you feel as if your backs are against the wall, you never have to feel like you got to do it by yourself.
1: Family out
2: there, Unbelievable throw.
1: Under
2: pressure,
3: sacked by and Williams.
2: Right side, right, has got it. You look to your left and your right, you got guys out there with you that, that our whole point is to help each other. This one, the Mims. Be able to go out and, and lead these guys
0: and just to know how hard these guys work and how important it is to them and then you get that chance to, to lead them everything that happened that needed to happen for us it almost felt like
1: kind
2: of like a sign like get like a second chance almost extra Running left. maybe a little extra life breathing. The
3: welcome to talking jets my name's right and i'll be your pilot tonight I am oh so excited to talk to you boys and girls out there. I am joined alongside my co-pilots. I've got Matt O'Leary to my this way. I've got Tigo from Talking Jets with Tigo from my that way. And I've got Buffalo Jet Fan to my
0: underneath side down here. Boys, how you doing tonight? Matt, I'm going to kick it to you first. I'm doing great. I'm excited to uh, talk some Jets football with you guys. Excited to have Tigo and Buffalo with us. I do miss Green Beans, so I'm rocking him on the shirt. I don't know if you can see it, but he's here I in spirit. it.
3: I love it. I should add another nameplate next to your name that says Matt and Green Bean. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Just on the one side. It. Green Bean, for you guys that are wondering, is traveling. We have put him on a mission. He is traveling to the Senior Bowl. He's going to get us all the juicy inside info. Nice. So we're going to be uh, having a, a good old time with Green Bean coming up here in the next week or so. Tigo, how are you doing tonight?
4: I'm doing great, um, honestly, I I I'm just really excited about this offseason because there's always something new to talk about. And like for the first time in a long time, it's not who we're gonna take in the first is the first pick, you know, or the top three or whatever. So I'm
3: I'm excited. What about you, Buffalo? How are you doing tonight?
1: I'm feeling good too, man. I think that this upcoming season, we're probably gonna have like the most competent quarterback play I'm hoping we've had in a long time, no matter who we want to fight over. Probably going to be a big upgrade. I'm looking forward to disagreeing with my guy Tigo shortly and hanging out with you guys. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Boys and girls, if you're just hopping in and you like what we're doing here, make sure you hit that like button for
3: every 25 likes we get on this video. We're going to pick a t-shirt qualifier. It's going to win a t-shirt at the end of this stream. And if you're watching after the fact, all you got to do is drop a comment down below this video and get entered into next week's t-shirt giveaway. Boys and girls want to jump off our conversation today. With a clip from Good Morning Football, this is Jamal Williams, former Packers running back, talking about Aaron Rodgers and Nathaniel Hackett.
5: Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers, how do you see that thing right now, and where do you see that going forward? Mm, I don't know why. I just feel my boy is going to go to the Jets. To the Jets. You feel yeah. like that? And, I, you know, I think once see Jordan Love finally get, you know, his time to mm. just shine and show mm-hmm. us what he's worth. You know what I mean? So whoo, yeah, let A-Rod go to the Jets, you know, mm-hmm. have fun,
0: do his thing. You played for Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, you know, that's my boy, his Sack. So it's funny. So you say,
5: yeah, that's my boy, you light up. People watching the NFL might say, oh, that guy was a bomb as a head coach. He mm-hmm. was terrible. But players seem to like him, so he's with the Jets right now. That makes a lot of sense if you're talking oh,
1: yeah. about Rodney. He's a player's coach, you know, no matter what. I feel like he's a great offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. May, may not have been, a you know, his first time as a head coach, but a great offensive coordinator, so... Mm-hmm. Just put him in his role, let him have fun out there. But he gets the players going. like He makes playing for him fun. So I feel like no matter what, no matter if they was losing the Broncos, I feel like they still enjoyed his presence there. It's awesome. So, guys, that was the clip we just
3: heard. We heard uh, Jamal Williams say he thinks Aaron Rodgers is going to choose or go and get traded to the the New York Jets play here Uh A little bit later on, they asked him, do you think there's any issue with him following in Brett Favre's footsteps? He's been kind of trying to uh, remove himself from that, they said. Uh, Or Jamal Williams said, no, I don't think that's an issue. Uh, Aaron Rodgers beats to his own drum, so he's not going to care what anyone has done before them. He would come to the Jets. Uh, The other piece of the information that we got from Jamal Williams was Nathaniel Hackett is fun. He is a good offensive coordinator, is what we're told. I mean, this makes me feel good for a few reasons. One, nathaniel hackett players like playing for him we actually heard aaron Rodgers say something similar as well today and then the other part of this is another player from another team is suggesting one of the best quarterbacks in the league go to our team meaning other players in the nfl actually like our roster and think that we are a quarterback away from competing or at least that's the way i took it matt i want to hear your thoughts first what are your opinions on this clip
0: well, first of all, he's making me a little dizzy. spinning in that chair, man. I like I, watching him in that chair. He's moving around. Yeah. Look at like T he he's doing his best uh, Jamal Williams impression. No. uh obviously he's played with uh, Rogers earlier in his career and they were close. So uh, who knows? Maybe he's in his ear a little bit telling him that he likes the New York Jets. I'm going to take it the same way you did Ryan, where uh, people around the league, see the talent on this roster and see what they're missing, which is obviously a quarterback. And you know, it, it it seems to make a lot of sense. They are uh, a team that's going to be willing to pay big money to a quarterback. Their owner is uh, someone who likes to make a big splash. Things are kind of, you know, lining up for this to take place. I think anyway,
3: what about you Tio? how are you feeling about the thoughts that Jamal Williams gave to us?
4: I think it's, it's Jamal Williams is, is just like the biggest thing. Cause he's been doing his press like tour for whatever reason, and I've watched every single one of his interviews because he's just a fun guy. Like, he just comes off like a cool dude, and, like, I love the Naruto headband, and he's just hanging out, right? Like, that's what he's always talking about. But I think he just did what everybody else did, which is just connect the dots. He really likes Nathaniel Hackett. He, he, he We all know that. He's one year removed from winning two MVPs with Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett's now in the Jets. Woody Johnson has come out and said, hey... We need to get a veteran quarterback. Everyone knows that the Jets are in the market for it. Like, it's He's just connecting the dots and saying, like, the Jets are the best spot for Aaron Rodgers to go chase a ring. The Jets probably want Aaron Rodgers. It's probably going to happen. So, I'm not going to take too much of that into like, oh my gosh, she's got some inside track. But if, if players who are on the league, just like you said, are saying it and they're thinking it, there has to be where there's smoke, there's fire, right? There's got to be some kind of smoke.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Buffalo Jeff, and I want to hear your opinions. Do you think that this is valid? Do you think Nathaniel Hackett is is fun and people enjoy him? Do you think that, you know, there's all this uh, mystique? A lot of Jeff fans are upset with Nathaniel Hackett. Don't know what's going to happen with Rodgers. We don't want to get our hopes up. How are you feeling, Buffalo?
1: Well, I will take every morsel, every crumb that leads Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. I will. I have no standard. Nothing is beneath me. If I see a cloud that looks like it's in the shape of a number twelve, I'm all over it, man. And you know what? It, when you were saying that, I thought to myself, I'm "Like that sounds like a great hard knocks season." Nathaniel yep. Hackett <laughs> out there doing dizzy bat, drinking beer, whatever. Aaron Rodgers and Robert <laughs> Sala having conversations. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, it gets me excited. Um, I think. It, people like playing with Aaron Rodgers, you know why mostly because they like winning. And he's done a lot of that. And they like having a 21st century offense. And if you're a receiver you like putting up big numbers. If you're a running back you like not facing a stacked box. So, you know, I think there's been a there's been a narrative with Aaron, uh, look, what I want him he's not marrying my sister. Okay, he's not it he doesn't be <laughs> my favorite personality. Um, but you know, always oh, yelling at his young wide receivers, he was frustrated with that and it's like, dude, our wide receivers request a trade like the second they're drafted. I mean, that that's where we've been at. Like Garrett Wilson is one more screen pass 10 feet over his head. His ass is going to request a trade by the bye week next year if we don't upgrade a quarterback. So, uh, yeah, man, I like it. John Mal Williams likes Aaron Rodgers. Nate Hackett seems like a fun dude. Uh, Let's bring him to the Jets. Let's have some fun. Let's win some games. Let's do it, man. I'm down. I love it. All right. I want to get into a like
3: completely different take on this. This one comes from Ryan Clark. This was on, I believe it was the the greenie show or whatever. So let's listen to that. We'll come back on the other side.
5: Nathaniel Hackett is actually terrible at coaching. He's terrible at managing an offense. He's terrible at decision making. But now let's bring him to the Jets because is it about any quarterbacks that he's connected to? And then Robert Sala, well, everybody in this league's connected. At least lie better. You know why you went out and got him? You didn't go get him because he just performed this phenomenal deed in Denver. He actually showed you that he can't command a locker room. He can't Hold it in all, all, he can't hold it all together himself. And now we're going to ask that guy to be the offense coordinator in New York, which is the worst place to be anything and not be good at it, just because he might get Aaron Rodgers. Understanding what it's going to take to get Aaron Rodgers to be the quarterback of your team, and watching Aaron Rodgers play last year without Devontae Adams and thinking that that's going to be the guy that's going to come be the savior of this team that hasn't been to the Super Bowl and I don't know how dang long. We're doing too much, Greeny. You're hoping too much. So as your friend, see, sometimes you got to have people around you that are not yes men, Mm Greeny. And I know you very successful, super rich types have people around you that are (laughs) going to say yes to you because you play for every meal. Well, I can pay for my own dang meal, Greeny. So I'm going to tell you, y'all don't want Aaron Rodgers. Y'all don't need Aaron Rodgers. And if you ain't got Nathaniel Hackett so you could get Aaron Rodgers, that's a stupid hire. This is not the way to go. Go get the best quarterback you can possibly get for your team, and you want him to have the best offensive coordinator. So if you're doing all of this for a quarterback that in his great career who is absolutely phenomenal, has won one Super Bowl, been to one Super Bowl, then you're doing it the wrong way. So I'm going to let you down now before the season gets here, and I got to see you sad every Monday morning.
3: So that was Ryan Clark. Very different take than one... Uh, Jamal Williams, very adamant for a guy who had never played for Nathaniel Hackett. Seems like he knows a whole lot about him. I would argue, you know, he mentioned, oh, Devontae Adams, you think that's the, you know, he's not with the Packers, you you think you're going to save your franchise with Aaron Rodgers playing like he did last year? Let's just play a little bit of a game here. Aaron Rodgers has himself a rough season last year. Hey, Buffalo, want to guess who was not in Green Bay last year? A coach that is here in New York last year. Who wasn't in Green uh, Bay? Who? Nathaniel Hackett. Tigo, I got a question for you. <laughs> Did Seattle do better or worse when Russell Wilson left? They, 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 they got better. Look significantly Just, better. So so Russell Wilson goes to Denver and Seattle gets better. Nathaniel Hackett leaves Green Bay. Green Bay's offense gets worse, but somehow Nathaniel Hackett's a bad coach? Yeah, go kick rocks, Ryan Clark. I'm so <laughs> done with this. Matt am I talking out my ass or is this like, am I piecing and puzzle pieces together
0: the correct way? No, you're, uh, you're putting things together over there. My man, as, as per usual, I, I, I talked about, uh, Jamal making me dizzy. Why was Ryan Clark breathing so heavy? What was the deal with that? He's a little too out of breath for me there. What's going on? Uh, no, usually I, usually I like him, but maybe he's still salty that iron beat him in the super bowl back in 2010. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I think that's, uh, there's something to that. Tigo, what about you? How you feeling
3: about this, uh, comments from uh, ryan clark
4: ryan clark took the easy lol jets take right he just went oh it's the jets so whatever they're doing is bad right because he very clearly hasn't looked up nathaniel hackett's career and what he's accomplished outside of denver once because if we look at the numbers of it nathaniel hackett was in charge of the red zone in green bay so even though he wasn't calling plays he was in charge of the red zone what happened to Green Bay's red zone efficiency the moment Nathaniel Hackett left? It plummeted. They were league average. Now they are the bottom of the league. Guess who else was at the bottom of the league? The other Lafleur brother with the New York Jets. So you know that you're going to get better in the red zone. And then the biggest thing for me is, how are you going to say that he's a bad offensive coordinator when he was able to manufacture a top five offense in Jacksonville with a joke at quarterback, which was Blake Bortles, we all knew that, off of the back of an insanely good rushing attack? like it was a top five offense and they had no weapons at wide receiver they didn't have an nfl caliber quarterback and everyone looked at blake bortles like he was the savior in jacksonville it's just dude like do one quick google on nathaniel hackett before you go on live tv and start spewing some stuff just just quick dude on your phone just nathaniel hackett oh he was in jacksonville all those years it's just it was just dumb
1: buffalo talk to me how you feeling yeah, I think for me, he – well, he spoke about Nathaniel Hackett like commanding a locker room and doing things that I, that he's not going to be asked to do. I don't know if Ryan Clark doesn't know that Nathaniel Hackett's not the head coach of the Jets. But to me, the Nathaniel Hackett slander, okay, I don't know if Nathaniel Hackett is a great OC. I wasn't doing cartwheels because we went from MLF to Nathaniel Hackett. At the end of the day, our offense didn't score a touchdown in 13 straight quarters. You lose your job. It happens. But to me, the Aaron Rodgers uh, only winning one Super Bowl is a really interesting – Critique because it's like who else on the market has a better resume? So Tom Brady, Tom Brady is the only answer. It's the only active quarterback now that Big Ben is gone, who's won multiple Super Bowls. Derek Carr and Lamar Jackson, who we've talked about a bunch, both of whom I like, have one combined playoff win between them. Aaron Rodgers has as many Super Bowls as they have playoff wins. So I think we, that's been a frustrating talking point of this whole quarterback situation. Is there's obvious flaws and downsides to every single option you can point out, but you got to give me the other side. You want to say if you went on there and if you would have said don't pay too first for Aaron Rodgers, you can get Derek Carr for a mid-round pick. Derek Carr is younger. He can be here four or five years. Like I would probably still disagree with him, but th- we can go back and forth. There's there's a conversation to be had there, but Ryan Clark uh, was too lazy uh, to actually have it, which is disappointing because I really like Ryan Clark and he went full Stephen A. Smith there. I don't know what that what that was. That was disappointing from Clark. I like him. That was well put, Buffalo. And Tigo, the two of you guys hit that right on the head.
3: I I usually do like Ryan Clark, and it felt very lazy. Very lazy Mm -hmm. take from Ryan Clark there. Uh, Now, I want to pivot a little bit, talking about a really good take of Nathaniel Hackett and a really bad take of Nathaniel Hackett. And let's talk about Nathaniel Hackett and the thought of him leading Aaron Rodgers to New York. Aaron Rodgers was asked this on the Pat McAfee Show, and here was uh, what he said.
2: We all have certain coaches that have meant a lot to us over the years and, and have created those really special rooms to play in, special feelings on game day, made the weeks better. Obviously, Nathaniel's one of those guys. I'm not sure what, what the future holds for me, but those are friendships, the ones I mentioned, that are going to last longer than football, and I'm, I'm really thankful for that part of the sport and, and what that what the sport gives you in that, in that regard.
3: So I have to agree a little bit. With Ryan Clark, in that you should not have signed Nathaniel Hackett specifically to go after Aaron Rodgers. You should sign him because you think he's the best offensive coordinator for the job. Which I don't know if he was. I think it's more so uh, a little bit of circumstance as well, where Robert Sala, Joe Douglas have their back against the wall. Any of the young and up and coming offensive coordinators that are the hot ticket guys, they're not going to wind up tying their uh, tying themselves up with the New York Jets because they could be canned after one year. It's not going to look good on their resume. Clearly, the Jets had to find an experienced signal caller. Hackett was really, I don't want to say the only option, but it felt like the only option that was realistic to come here. He has a relationship with Salah. He's worked with uh, Ulbrich before. There's uh, obviously the, the little bit of hope that you could get an Aaron Rodgers as well. But I think with him having a top rushing attack in Jacksonville, you could at least say Hackett was brought in to at least coach the the people that we have in the building here Matt what were your thoughts of Aaron Rodgers comments about not following a you know a particular coach to a to a new destination
0: yeah I think that's kind of what you you have to say in that spot right like obviously has a really good working relationship but you also have to do what's best for yourself and if he decides that the Jets are what's best for himself and you know Hackett being there is part of that um, then that helps. But I don't think it would be like the only reason for him to go. It's not like he was waiting around f- to see where Nathaniel Hackett was going to get hired as an OC before he makes his decision. Um, I think, yeah, you know, if, if he ends up coming here, I think it would be part of the reason, but not the only reason he comes.
3: Yeah. I think the other thing you can kind of look at too is from what we heard, Nathaniel Hackett was all set to take a year off. He wasn't really looking to coach. Would he come out of Uh, I don't want to say retirement, but would he come back to coach if he didn't think he had some sort of inside track on some sort of quarterback that's coming in? Like the Jets job doesn't scream to me like, hey, you want your next opportunity (laughs) to be a head coach? Come on here. No, I think he has some inside knowledge that there will be some type of acquisition here. And I'm wondering if it's kind of been worked on behind the scenes a little bit more here. Uh, Tigo, I want to hear your thoughts on all this.
4: So I think the biggest thing that... uh When when it came to the Nathaniel Hackett hire, he was my favorite guy. Of all of the guys that were out there, I said, I want Nathaniel Hackett. And it's because Nathaniel Hackett is like the bizarro Mike LaFleur in the sense of they run the same scheme. They're both wide zone running schemes, West Coast system. They both come from that Shanahan tree of play calling. So the verbiage, the language was all going to be the same. But here's what I mean. He was like, he's the opposite of what Mike LaFleur was. Mike was... How can I get my quarterbacks to throw the ball 60, 70, 80 times a game where Nathaniel Hackett is a run-first offensive coordinator? And I think ultimately that's why the Jets pursued him is because we wanted to run the ball first. And that's not trying to take anything away from Garrett Wilson or Elijah Moore, but when you have a running back room that is Brees Hall, Michael Carter, uh, James, James Robinson, uh, Bam Knight. Uh, I know a lot of people are going to like it when I say this, but Ty Johnson's probably coming back. Like All of these guys – when you have these guys that have that ability to just get the ball and just explode down the field, and you get a guy who's manufactured uh, an offense based off of a running tech for a lot, like with like just so many yardage and running back by committees and all of these things, it made a lot of sense. But I think you hit the head like perfectly, Ryan, when you said he could have taken a year off. He could have sat there, collected a couple million dollars, sitting on a beach, drinking mai tais, and hanging out. And him coming to the Jets is a massive risk because the last coach who lost his job as a head coach and immediately got hired hasn't come back as a coordinator in the NFL, and that's Jay Gruden. Got fired from uh, the Redskins, came back to the NFL as an offensive coordinator, got fired immediately, and he just came back to the NFL this year as an assistant, as an offensive assistant. So why would you take that big of a risk if you don't really believe that you're going to be able to turn it around and fix it?
3: Buffalo, I want to hear your thoughts on this as well. What do you think about Rodgers possibly not following Hackett?
1: Yeah, I don't think he's going to just follow one particular coach. A lot of things are going to come in uh, to play. The money shouldn't a ton because it's already his same contract from Green Bay, obviously weapons, where he wants to live, for the best chance to win. Um, But now some may say that Woody Johnson and the Jets brass made a shameless plug dangling Nathaniel Hackett in front of Aaron Rodgers. And I would say I agree, and I'm fully here for it. Uh, I absolutely, if that, because with Hackett, look, I think with the Jets offensive coordinator search, I had a feeling we were going to get a guy within that same tier, like a Bevel, Greg Olson, Nathaniel Hackett. I think you could throw into that same bunch uh, guys who have experience, some good experience, some bad experience. Um, and if one of those guys increases your chances of getting a Hall of Fame quarterback, then okay, fine. You know, we weren't going to get Frank Reich as our offensive coordinator. That was never going to happen, so I'm totally fine with it. I think uh, the if you get an Aaron Rodgers or even a Derek Carr, I think the offensive coordinator, it's very important. I think it matters less. I think if we were trying to reboot Zach or if we were drafting uh, a new quarterback to develop, I think I'd be much more concerned about the offensive coordinator position. But if Aaron Rodgers comes here, yeah, he can call the damn plays himself. I don't care. I... Love it. Yeah, we don't need an offensive coordinator when you have an all-time
3: great quarterback back there. What the heck is everyone all worked up about? Uh, I got one more clip for us to listen to. This is talking about the conversations that are going on in Green Bay that Aaron Rodgers is apparently not a part of the discussion with.
2: It sounds like there's already conversations going on that aren't involving me which are interesting. You know, Honestly, I've been insulated to a lot of that. Like I said, I was in in nashville and and then i'll be up here uh you know this week playing in the tournament so uh i'm not a part of those conversations right now when i make up my mind one way or another and uh you guys and packers not in that order but and everybody else will uh will know at some point
3: so aaron Rodgers saying that he's not a part of any conversations that are going on in green bay right now uh, I talked about this a little bit earlier today, and I my thought on this is that he's referring, you know, he, he's probably a little upset that Green Bay is not including him in the conversation. I think that his ego is hurt maybe a little bit more so than uh, there's something out of place. I think the conversation that's going on in Green Bay right now is the conversation that really needs to happen, and it's hey, do we like Jordan Love? Do we like Jordan Love enough to move on from Aaron Rodgers? Are we sure? that we're not doing something really dumb and giving up on Rogers like five years too early or something silly like that. Um, I think those are the conversations they're trying to have because if they can make a fair and honest evaluation about Jordan Love, then they can go to Aaron Rodgers and say, all right, look, we're going to move forward with this. We're going to try and, and move you and we're going to have all these you know plans worked out and whatnot. And I think both sides are almost trying not to be the bad guy. Like, Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to say, I don't want to play in Green Bay because he doesn't want to be the guy that fled Green Bay. And Green Bay doesn't want to be the guy that was like, oh, we're trading Rodgers because, you know, we're just going to try Jordan Love, even though we've only seen like one game out of Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers is one of the best of all time and we might be able to win a championship. Like no one wants egg on their face. And to me, that's kind of where this whole thing sort of went. So Buffalo, I'm going to start with you. What were your thoughts on Rodgers' comments here?
1: Yeah, it's, it's interesting too, because... On um, Pat McAfee he also said that he was going to like wait on his decision because he wanted this week to be about the Super Bowl and not about him and I'm like bro you want it to be about you like I want you on my team it's all good but you want it to be about you you want everyone talking about you um it's hard to believe that the they have exit interviews and it's hard to believe that they haven't really touched base with Aaron um about this but that's the big question ryan that you asked is can jordan love play that's the biggest question because if jordan love can play then the packers can go get some picks to support their new quarterback and they can do that with and go to bed and sleep like a baby it's all good we got our next guy um if jordan love uh, can't play then maybe they missed out on having another uh, two years of aaron Rodgers, where they can go to the playoffs in the nfc and which i think he would still be the best quarterback in the conference uh, over there, you know, Jalen Hurts or even Brady at this age better than Aaron Rodgers? I don't know about that. So that's that's the big question. I think that they're probably kicking themselves. Hindsight being twenty twenty, that with Aaron Rodgers having a broken thumb this year and with them still not making the playoffs, they didn't throw Jordan Love out there for you know, six games. Let's see if this kid can play, and then maybe they would have gotten their answer because eventually they can't just let Love's rookie contract run out. Some other team is going to sign a, a former first round pick to give him a shot. So that's the biggest question. Can Jordan love play? Uh, I have no idea. Uh, it's going to be really, really interesting. I think, like you said, neither one wants to be the bad guy. They want it to be kind of a clean breakup if it does end up going that way. Um, so I think if he is traded, though, I think it's going to be the Jets. Whether he plays at the Packers, he's going to play. He's not leaving $100 million on the table. If he does, if he is traded, I have a feeling it's here.
3: Tigo, how about you? How are you feeling about uh, Roger's comments there and that he's not included in any conversation that's going on in Green Bay right now?
4: I think he's lying, like just straight up, <laughs> because like the rumor, the rumor already came yeah. out that they have told that the that Green Bay wants to move on from Aaron Rodgers. Right. right. And for all of the things that Aaron Rodgers does really, really well, the, the one thing that we all know and Buffalo alluded to it is that this guy has a massive ego. Right. And that's fine. And we mm-hmm. all know that. That massive ego is attached to a cannon of an arm that's accurate right and i'd love to have him on my football team this isn't me trying to but you can totally see that i think he's trying to use the pat mcafee show in these comments as leverage as hey you're not going to just trade me wherever i want because that retirement card is a real thing because if you trade me to washington you know what i'm gonna retire and they're not gonna want to do anything and that's just, just, that's it. You have, so I'm going to decide where I'm going to go, even though I don't have a no trade clause. You're not going to just do whatever you want. And it's his attempt to try to say, you know what? I'm going to take reins of this situation. It's my career. You guys are the ones that messed up by drafting Jordan Love and trying to push me out and doing all these things. I'm not going to let you control the narrative, and I'm not going to let you just send me wherever you want. I'm going to control where I go. I'm going to go ring chase where I think it's the best situation. And that was his attempt of trying to do that while also, like you said, Ryan, being the nice guy.
3: Yeah, it's interesting to to kind of hear that, that take on things because I definitely think he wants to leverage that for sure. I think him being on the Pat McAfee show, it's him helping out Pat. It's him, you know, making the story all about himself, like Buffalo said. And it's like, oh, I don't want to make it about me. Oh, yeah, you'll wait a few weeks when... All the news is dead. It'll be all about Aaron Rodgers. It'll be everything everyone's talking about. And even though you say you don't want it to be about you right now, it's all we're talking about. Anyway, I don't know. This is this is going to be really interesting to see where it all shakes out. Now, Green Bay said they weren't going to trade him to an NFC team, uh, or at least that's the what we've kind of heard. Tigo, is there someone in the AFC you think contends with the Jets' Either better or, or could provide a more lucrative trade offer. I know Buffalo said he felt like the Jets were probably going to be the option when, uh, if Rodgers is traded. Where, how do you fall on this, Tigo? Who's the biggest threat?
4: I like, ironically, like what? Probably the Raiders, right? Like, because I, even though that seems like Tom Brady's going there like 100 percent, like in the AFC, there's this weird thing where the the teams that need quarterbacks are in position to draft quarterbacks. So are you going to send the seventh overall pick for Aaron Rodgers at the end of his career when you can use the seventh pick on a quarterback that might be there? Uh, same thing goes with, like, the Colts. The Colts are at four. Are you going to go out and trade or sign a big free agent when – I just – I don't know. It's one of those things where there's a lot of uh, – These teams that in the AFC that could be in like Houston, but Houston's picking two. Why would they trade for Rodgers? Set up the next 15 years of your franchise instead of the next two or three. And so the only real threat I look at is the Raiders, and I don't really think that they're going to be in the mix for a guy like Rodgers. I just don't think that's a realistic. If it's an AFC team that he's going to, I think it has to be the Jets
3: i think if he has his way i think it'll be the jets the the team i'm concerned with i think is tennessee because that's where matt lafleur is from initially it sounds like they're probably going to move on from ryan Tannehill. you got a last few years of derrick henry there rogers does have property in nashville i think there's you know some some fear maybe there matt what are your thoughts on all of this what do you think about uh rogers maybe not having a say
0: in some of these conversations here yeah i was thinking you took it out of my mouth i was going to say tennessee or uh vegas for the two other Mm. teams in the afc that i think could potentially be in play and it does seem a little bit bizarre if that's the case right like if we're going to take his word at face value uh that he really hasn't been involved in the in the situation i would imagine that you would think it'd be open communication and if they were looking to trade him You got to make sure it's a place that he wants to go. Obviously, you need some sort of leverage so you can get something in return and not get absolutely fleeced. But maybe they shouldn't call Joe Douglas if that's the case. But uh, moral of the story is uh, I find it a little bit bizarre that there seems to be a disconnect right now between Rodgers and the Packers. But this is the drama I feel like we see every offseason with them, whether it was back with Favre for the last couple of years with Rodgers. It's going to play out for a couple more weeks, and hopefully we have an answer a couple of weeks after the Super Bowl. Matt, you said a really interesting word. You said leverage in
3: there. And I think you're spot on um, with the, like, what is he trying to do? He wants to be able to to pick where he wants to go. He didn't get a no trade clause. So in his mind, the retirement card is his no trade clause, as Tigo alluded to. Like, hey, I'm just going to retire if you're going to send me to Washington. Well, Washington's leverage or any other team that then trades for Aaron Rodgers, is $110 million. <laughs> is Aaron Rodgers going to leave $110 million over the course of the next two years on the table? I don't think that's going to happen. Not to mention, he's only, and not only, but he's only made $300 million in his 18-year career. He's about to make 25% of his career earnings in two seasons. I would be Flabbergasted <laughs> if this guy yeah. did not play, you know, wherever he winds up getting traded. Uh, Buffalo, I want to flip it back to you. Do you think Rogers is gonna have a say in where he gets traded? Or do you think that money is gonna be the the forcing like the, the factor that forces him to kind of continue going regardless?
1: Yeah, he doesn't have a, an official no trade clause, but I mean, Green Bay is not going to ship him to sh- to Siberia after you know over a mm-hmm. decade long and winning them a Super Bowl. They're going to have a conversation with him. Um, yeah, you mentioned the Titans. Uh, Vegas is a popular destination, but they're they're broke. They're stripping their team for parts. Yeah. They couldn't even afford to fire their coach. I don't know how they because with Aaron, this is where it actually matters to have like a rich owner, even with the salary cap, because there's a bunch of money that isn't cap money that Woody Johnson would have to fork over um, to pay Aaron right away. Does Vegas have that kind of money? I don't know. I, it's gotten to the point now where I think it, like if Aaron Rodgers stays in green Bay, that's fine. But if he is traded and it's not to the jets and it's not for crazy value, I think I'm going to be kind of ticked off. I don't know. Am I crazy? Am I getting my hopes up too high? I don't think so. I think you're, <laughs> you have
3: just the right amount of hopes for with everything we've seen from Joe Douglas and how he formulates trades and everything. I think you're, you're spot on there. Um, All right. Let's jump into a few of our super chats that have come in. Carlos drops in with a 21-month member super chat. Thank you, Carlos. Uh, Says, Rogers is not realistic. It's Carr. The sleeper is Minshew, cheap, and will be able to keep all draft capital. I feel he's going to do really well. Carlos, hey, I could not disagree with you more. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> at all. I, my gut feeling as much as I really want car, I hope the jets are in line, like first in line for Carr. the minute he gets released or if there's trade conversations, whatever, the jets need to be having these conversations with the Raiders. My gut feeling is that Rogers is plan A, as we all believe. I think Jimmy G is plan B and the thing that makes me sick to my stomach, you know what plan C is? Ryan I Tannehill. Said, yeah. <laughs> I really don't love that. Matt, I want to hear your thoughts on Carlos A's uh, comment right here. Rodgers, not realistic. Carr
0: and Minshew seem like uh, better options. Why is it not realistic is what I want to know. Like, what uh, What has Carlos seen over the last month of these conversations and rumors where it's like, oh, there's, there's no way that this is going to happen with Woody Johnson coming out and saying that he wants to spend money with the Jets using, I don't know, what is it, seven picks in the top 40 in the last two years if there was ever a time for them to be able to afford to trade something to get in a high-priced guy it's now and his cap pit isn't even really that bad for next year it's 15 million dollars um I don't get this one I'm not anti-car I like Derek Carr a lot um but for I mean Minshew at this point like if Gardner if it's Gardner Minshew Mike White and Zach Wilson then Joe Douglas and Robert Sala might as well just start packing their bags now because they'll go seven and 10 again and all get fired. Completely agree. Tigo,
3: your yeah. thoughts on Carlos A's comment here, Roger's not realistic and car and Minshew would be better options.
4: No, Matt said everything that needed to be said. What did you see? What report, what insider like that, that, that makes you believe that it's not realistic. You know what in, what in green Bay's history makes you think that they're going to stick with the aging veteran over the young guy that they drafted in the first round. They've done this before, right? Like, this happened to Rodgers. Rodgers was Jordan Love at, at some point in time in his in his career. Like, it, it just feels like that relationship is fractured. And whether Rodgers is a Jet or not a Jet, which, and I agree with what you said, Ryan. I think it makes mm-hmm. the most sense for everybody, is that Rodgers is a Jet even if he's not, he's not in Green Bay next year. So that still makes it incredibly realistic. And while I'm more optimistic that I think Derek Carr is legitimately in the running for the New York Jets quarterback spot, and I don't think we wait on Rodgers super long, because I don't think we're going to give up the opportunity on passing on Carr. And I don't think Jimmy's on the list at all. Brock Purdy ruined Jimmy for me. If you're telling me the last pick in the draft can run that San Francisco offense all the way to the Super Bowl. uh, I believe it's more Kyle Shanahan than Jimmy G. He scares the crap out of me.
1: <laughs> Buffalo, how about you? How are you feeling about uh, Carlos's comment here? Uh, I think maybe if he just worded it like Carr is more realistic, maybe uh, because I, the Raiders have made it clear that he's not going to be a Raider. So I think Carr is more realistic because he's certainly available. But I think Aaron Rodgers, if, it, if it's not realistic, it's been like the biggest smokescreen job of every single reporter, even Bill Simmons going as far to say as like it's been done. It's a handshake agreement and they're waiting for the word to be official, but I think you know we've seen a lot like oh tire Ty- Jordan um uh, JD would never trade for Tyree Kill, right? That wouldn't be realistic. We weren't taking a corner at four, you wouldn't trade up for a running back. Uh Matt Stafford wouldn't be traded, Russell Wilson wouldn't be traded, uh Deshaun Watson wouldn't be traded, Peyton Manning wouldn't switch teams. but far like I think you know, Sean Payton's not gonna go. I-, I just think we have to, as jet fans, like a good thing can happen to us. And look at Matt O'Leary, guys. When Matt O'Leary was in kindergarten, now if you know this, he told his teacher one day. I'm going to talk about the Adam Gase Jets for three years, and eventually I'm going to make a full-time job out of it. And she said, Matt, you're crazy. You have to go to school. You have to focus on your studies. That is unrealistic. But here is Matt O'Leary. If Matt O'Leary can do that, then why the hell can't Aaron Rodgers be on the Jets?
3: I wanted Thank to be a you. dinosaur when I grow up. <laughs>
0: Matt just absolutely blew me out of the water. You wanted to grow up and talk about Adam Gase, Matt? I did. I did. I wrote that down. I, I can get my journal from kindergarten and show you but yeah true story uh, i love it i absolutely
3: love it uh buffalo i think you may have the best one-liners of any of the jet people
1: that i've oh, seen yeah. on on twitter i i fucking love it <laughs> if you
3: guys don't follow <laughs> buffalo jet
1: fan on twitter you got it it's, it's best, a good
3: follow best
1: well let's be honest i say a lot of stuff on twitter so th- there's a there's a blind squirrel nut uh you know situation there but i appreciate the compliment <laughs> Daryl Hines drops in, says, if, when,
3: for a Buffalo Jet fan, we get Aaron Rodgers. Should he wear number 12? Absolutely. Joe Namath said he'd give up number 12 to let Rodgers wear it. 100%. No problem. No issues there whatsoever. Matt, should Aaron Rodgers
0: wear number 12? 1,000% 1000%. Yes. Everyone knows that Joe Namath sold his soul to the devil in order for the Jets to win that Super Bowl. And in to reverse the curse, you need to take the 12 out of retirement, slap it on Roger's jersey. He wins the Super Bowl, the two of them gets put up there then, build a statue outside of them like interlocking arms and hugging or something. Like yep. whatever you got to do. This is the way to break the curse. Yes.
3: Super Bowl 1, uh, well not Super Bowl 1, but first Super Bowl for the Jets. Joe Namath is in a one, the second Super Bowl for the Jets. Aaron Rodgers is in the twelve, and you got one, two. It's a twelve right there. Perfect number, perfect harmony. Tigo should Aaron Rodgers wear number twelve as a Jet? Absolutely. The statue should not
4: be both of them both wearing twelve. It should be Namath handing Rodgers the twelve, mm. and then the two Lombardis from back-to-back Super Bowls are on the ground behind Rodgers. The one Super Bowl is behind, you know, Namath. Like that's yeah, like. I I was never a big guy into the whole like, oh, retire numbers and all this stuff. I was just like, yeah, I don't care. We're 12, we're 10, we're 8, we're 21. Like I honestly don't care. So if he wants to wear 12 and Namath is cool with it, why should we have anything to say about it at all? The only two parties that really should care about it are are in agreement. Now, if Tom were to wear 12, I'm done. Incorrect.
3: Nope, sorry. (laughs) Not allowed. Ejected. Not allowed.
2: you're
1: out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo, should Aaron Rodgers wear number 12? He can wear 12. He get the jacket, the cigar. He can kiss the reporter, the whole nine, as long as it ends in that same thing being a Super Bowl ring. Now, I will say that I do, uh, I have a little bit more nostalgia for the, the jerseys and the Ring of Honor and things. I actually think we should have a lot more players in our Ring of Honor. And I think as a franchise, we should do more to. Honor some of the great players. I know we haven't had a ton of success, but we have had some pretty damn good players, and I think we should do a better job to keep them like as a part of the franchise. Um, it's a topic for a different day, but I, I think I would, I would, it'd be ideal to me if Aaron Rodgers said, Namath, I appreciate it, but I could never wear your number in Jet Screen. I'm going to change my number. To me, that would be uh, the ideal scenario there. But uh, is the jersey number going to be a deal breaker for me uh, getting a quarterback? It's not. But I'd appreciate it if Aaron Rodgers gave a little tip of the cap to Namath and maybe went with a different number.
3: Yeah, I could see him maybe wearing the Cal 8 again instead of the uh, the 12 that he's donned his entire career. We shall see. Uh, Harry W. celebrates 21 months of membership. Thank you so much, Harry. He says, would he, Woody, Woody, sorry, tongue twister, Woody would have to put. The full amount of all guaranteed money in escrow, including Rogers' sixty million dollars guaranteed, is it just guaranteed? I think it's the is it the entire contract or just guaranteed money? Do you guys know that? Far I don't. A cap I do, expert, man. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I do know this. Basically, no, it's, what it's, it's only what, the guarantee. Okay, so basically, what what Harry's getting at here is the guaranteed money has to be put in escrow. So you need a really okay. wealthy owner to be able to put. A, a massive contract just on ice. That you have to have all that money. It's not you know, the designated salary cap space. It's weird. The NFL is the only league I think that does that. I think everyone else doesn't have the same kind of like escrow rules. Um, I think
4: the NHL has an escrow rule like that.
3: It's weird. It's I, I don't like it. It's very un very uncomfortable. Um but yeah, I guess it's a it's an issue for Rogers. uh including Roger, 60 million guaranteed so it's going to be have to be 110 million dollars guaranteed harry w because he's 110 over these next two years basically it's like matt alluded to earlier it's a 15 million dollar cap hit uh 2023 32 million dollar cap hit 2024 and then there's a 60 million dollar dead cap hit in 2025 that you could split up over 25 and 26 if you didn't want to have it all hit in 25 although the i think next year the new tv contracts hit The salary cap, so we're probably going to be looking, by the time 2025 rolls around, you're probably looking like $300 million salary cap uh, in just three years' time. So it may be a drop in the bucket at that point. Um, But it'll be something interesting to discuss when it comes up. Uh, The NY Bully comes in and says, Everyone complaining about Aaron Rodgers' contract are the same people that buy off-brand cereal. LOL. Rodgers is coming to the Big Apple. All right, so I want to go around the panel. And I want to ask your guys— what is your favorite <laughs> off-brand item from a store? If you had to say, like, okay, I'm I'm okay going with, you know, dollar store, uh, whatever, or or you know, I don't know, I don't even remember, Good and Fresh or whatever the Target brand is. What is your go-to store brand item? Uh, Buffalo,
1: I'll throw it to you first. It's it's funny because I didn't have the super chat on my screen, and when you said like are the same people, like if you give me a million guesses, I wouldn't have guessed that we were going off-brand cereal. Um, <laughs> I will say so. Cinnamon Toast Crunch is my favorite cereal, um, but you know, in that in this economy, when that's getting up to seven dollars a box, I will sometimes I'm ashamed to admit settle for Cine Mini Crunch. <laughs> wow, I know. Ooh.
3: I love it. I love it. Tigo, what about you? What's your, what's your store brand item? Oh, this is, this is one of those things where it's just like, I don't know. Like, I don't,
4: <laughs> I guess the one that's like most recently happened is like, we're cereal fiends here mm-hmm. at the Tigo household, especially my wife now, cause she's pregnant. And so she's all up on the cereals. And so we have all of the cereals. And then there was one time where she really wanted frosted flakes, but we didn't have any. And for some reason, instead, like the Walmart that we were going to didn't have them for whatever reason because it was the closest place that was open at 11. And so we were like, I guess we'll just get the Great Value Frosted Flakes. And it's like weird little like <laughs> polar bear things. And I was just like, well, I guess this works.
3: What about
0: you, Matt? What is your store brand thing? Um I think a uh, uh, most recent example so usually like for the uh the K cups in the for the Curig I'll go with like mm-hmm. the donut shop or like the Dunkin Donuts brand ones but mm-hmm. uh I got the Kirkland brand a big box Ooh. from uh Costco it was actually pretty good so uh no hate to Costco they are goats
4: I should uh, use the Kirkland brand Co- diapers cuz we use those for a little bit and they're great cuz they're made by Huggies I've go.
3: heard great things about the Kirkland diapers the same thing so Kirkland used to make uh used to sell golf balls that were the identical ball to the pro v1 for you guys that are golfers out there the pro v1 is like the premier ball for golf and i guess kirkland was getting the ball from the same factory over in china or the philippines or wherever they're they're, they're made <laughs> and pro v1 and titleist got pissed off at him and they're like oh what the heck you can't be advertising that you you got a you know 24 dozen of balls versus like a 50 dollar dozen of balls um So Kirkland's a good one. I like anything from Trader Joe's is is pretty good as far as that goes. For me, I really – I don't know. I guess it's Trader Brand. Trader – no, I guess it's Trader Joe's Brand. They have a jalapeno sauce that is absolutely awesome. I'll throw that on like any kind of little thing that I would use a dip on. It's almost like a dressing, but it's – you wouldn't use it as a dressing. I wouldn't want to put it on a salad. But like cold cuts, cheese, topping on a burger. You could throw that thing on anything. Absolutely love it. Trader Joe's, incredible. Uh, Let's see, we got Sneakers to Boots dropping in. Sneakers to Boots says, Jets better make the first quarterback domino fall. Yeah, I hope it's us that has the uh, the first domino that falls because it's gotta be Aaron Rodgers, has to be. If Woody Johnson is gonna spend any amount of money to right the ship, he's gotta be able to uh, not get beat out by someone else for a quarterback. Buffalo, you think the Jets make the first move for a quarterback this offseason?
1: I do. I hope so. And I even if even if it is Derek Carr, I'm going to assume they did their homework on Rodgers. I'm not going to split the family up on Carr versus Rodgers. If you if you want, if you're shopping in that aisle, I'm Dude, we got people on on Jets Twitter saying, you know, Gardner Minshew and then draft Stetson Bennett behind him, okay? So if you <laughs> if you've seen the lights and you Jesus, you're you're, you're in your, uh, you know, Carr Rogers, those are the, you know, I would prefer Rogers, but um, I would be stoked if Derek Carr was a Jet too. So I, I hope either one, because that means they kind of got their their first choice. I'm guessing. So yeah, I, I would hope they make the first domino fall. Tigo, Jet's going to be the first one to sign a quarterback.
3: Oh yeah,
4: the Joe Douglas for all of the things that we can say about him, one thing that nobody in their right mind can say about him is that he, is that he's stupid, and he is not. Right, Right. He is not going to sit around and wait for the possibility of Aaron Rodgers and let Derek Carr walk away and Tannehill walk away and Jimmy G walk away and insert any other dominoes at QB that may fall. He knows that his team is a quarterback away. He knows that there's that pseudo-fake kind of real playoff mandate for the team. I think in two weeks' time, we're going to know who's going to be under center for the New York Jets next year. Whether it's Derek Carr, whether it's Aaron Rodgers, whatever it is, we're gonna know in two weeks' time, because I don't think we're going to. Let, I don't think any team is gonna let Derek Carr sit on the market for more than a day. So if February fifteenth comes, boom, he's gonna be a New York Jet. And if not, the trade for Aaron Rodgers is gonna be made with a post June
0: first designation.
3: Mm. Ooh, Matt, Jets first ones to uh, sign a quarterback.
0: Yes. They get, they're get they the aggressive ones. They do it. I hope Tigo is not correct with it being two weeks, because two weeks from today is Valentine's Day. I don't know about you guys, but I think it's going to be tough to get a video off on that Tuesday evening. So, uh yeah, maybe, maybe the 15th or the 13th. Can we wiggle that in there?
3: So, I have no problem with it dropping on Valentine's Day, because Beck and I do things on non-Valentine's Day, because... It sucks trying to get a, a restaurant reservation. I, we, we try to do the Shame. weekend before or the weekend after. Weekend after is better because everyone has done stuff the week before. But uh, good stuff, Buffalo. I'm hoping the Jets are the first ones to make a move because I know what happens uh, in our Jets fanhood. Generally, it's we're not gonna make the first move. Someone else is gonna sign Derek Carr. We're gonna say, oh shit, <laughs> we gotta make a move. Throw all the ones five ones we're sending them all to green bay we gotta get aaron Rodgers. that's gonna be the panic move like car gets signed jimmy garoppolo gets signed rogers like oh i guess i'm coming back now right. that's the panic
1: move i don't want that to happen
3: jets yeah, gotta well, get If car falls
1: early then the price for rogers goes up right you gotta think
3: absolutely
1: you sign Rodgers first i think you get that like you
3: said you get that little bit of a discount by not having to have your back against the wall car if he waits you know his value is going to get higher and higher too. So it's probably in his benefit to not sign right away. Um, but we shall see good stuff there. Uh, sneakers to boots. Uh, Justin crazy. Drop it in with a big time. Super chat. you are going to jump the line blitz crew, uh, left coast jets and AP. I'll get right back to your super chats in just a second. Justin crazy says, what are your guys thoughts about LaFleur getting a job with the Rams? I think it tells me that Mike LaFleur, was the scapegoat. I think there had to be a change because of how poorly Zach Wilson has done. And it's far cheaper to move on from Matt, uh, from Mike LaFleur than it is to move on from Zach Wilson. And they just had to reclaim something. And I think you saw how valuable LaFleur was because he went right over to the Rams. And, you know, I understand the Rams are not going to be most likely not winning anything next year, but I think he's a really good offensive coordinator. We had wide receivers running wide open all the time he just needs a veteran quarterback to be able to operate his offense because of all the intricacies and complexities that it involves i think um so yeah i think uh, i think lafleur was scapegoated even if you don't agree with like all his calls there uh Tigo, i want to get your thoughts on this first
4: yeah i was one of the very few people that kind of believed the 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 story that was sold to all of us which was like yeah i think it was just a mutual parting um I don't remember who said it. It was someone on the panel said it they're thing where like LaFleur almost, I think it was you Buffalo that said it in one of your videos where it's like, it almost felt like LaFleur was bummed and burdened with the fact that he had to, to like groom and develop a young quarterback kind of a thing. And so him going to, to LA is kind of the perfect fit. He's going to go under another guy who runs a West Coast system at an insanely high level, has won a, a ton, and then Matt put it out in a tweet like moments later after the LaFleur got announced it was just like yeah he's going to be a head coach in 2025 probably like mm-hmm. that's just the reality of it right if you Good. if you if you accidentally brush up on Sean McVay once in an airport you're getting head coaching offers right. so like that's just the reality of it and I agree Ryan I don't think he was that bad um but he wasn't great either he was just he had things that he needed to work on and I think LA is going to give him a great spot to do that
3: Buffalo, I want to get your thoughts on this. What do you think about LaFleur getting a job with the Rams right away? Um,
1: it did make me go, huh? Like, you know, if he kind of had to wait on the market longer, or not that I wasn't rooting for him, but, you know, it, it changes. It shifts your lens on the firing a little bit. To be honest, uh, you're not going to find me waxing poetic about Mike LaFleur's offensive genius. I mean, we we did go the last 13 games of the season without scoring a touchdown. The last nine quarters, I don't know if you guys know this. We didn't take a snap inside the opponent's ten, and a pass didn't travel into the end zone. A target was not thrown into the end zone, like complete or incomplete. Tried Jesus. pass didn't go to the end zone for nine quarters. So, like people have been fired for a lot less in the NFL. You know, head coach. I think it was was it Schottenheimer or Tur- Turner got fired after 14 and two. Man, getting fired because uh, you know Favre hurt his arm. So uh, I think with Lafleur, he wasn't the maybe the biggest problem. But I don't know if he was the solution. I was kind of apathetic towards the LaFleur to hack it firing. To me, it was just a legit the yeah. uh the sort of the public relations of look, we had a disastrous season, someone had to go. So in my opinion, it could be true that Michael LaFleur, A was scapegoated, and B, maybe wasn't that good uh at his job. And also he's not calling he's not calling plays like it's a good front spot for him, but he's OC entitled. But essentially he's really the passing game coordinator again. Um, I think he was just a young guy who was given a job uh, one step higher than he was ready to do. You're going to ha- you're going to develop a rookie quarterback right out of a small school with no veteran backup at the time. No uh, for a defensive minded head coach who's a rookie uh, youngest roster in the league after the passing of Greg Knapp. Like that was a really tough job. Um, but I just I don't have the I can't I don't have any evidence that tells me Michael Floor was a good OC or that he I don't know I just don't know about him so we'll see good for him I think he gets another job as an OC in a couple of years but um I don't know I'm not crying that he's gone yeah
3: it's almost like a situation where LaFleur left Shanahan and it was like oh well it was Shanahan that was doing all the work and then it was like okay well that's the same reason that the enemy never got an offense or got a head coaching job it's because Andy yeah. Reid was calling the plays and it's the same yeah. type of mindset there Matt I want to hear your thoughts what did you think when you saw Mike LaFleur got hired by the
0: Rams I think it's a perfect spot for him. Like, honestly, he's going to go with someone who um, obviously has a connection with that same kind of style of offense. And he's one of the best at calling plays in that style of offense. Uh, Pretty much anyone who is remotely close to Sean McVay gets hired as a head coach, Staley, Zach Taylor, uh, the other, Lafleur. like it's totally possible um, that Mike LaFleur gets a job now. And like, the tweet was half tongue in cheek, but it really wouldn't shock me at all if he was a head coach two years from now because, you know, he's a part of one of the more successful offenses in the league. Blitzcrew drops in and says, I see Lazard
3: coming along with Rodgers. Can we get back Tiari under the cap too and retain our guys? Um, it would be interesting to see if the Jets tied the number 13 pick to also acquiring Battiari on a restructured contract because if, if you think maybe he doesn't go to the Jets or – I, I don't know. I feel like he would follow Rodgers and I think Green Bay is going to be forced to cut him anyway. Um, I don't know. I would think Battiari has a better chance of coming to New York than Lazard. I think Lazard is coming off – I believe it's his rookie contract – if I'm not mistaken and he has not been paid like a big contract yet so why would he want to come here I don't particularly want to pay top dollar for someone um I do like Lazard because of the the height that he provides different than than some of the other wide receivers we have here um but I tend to see uh Lazard maybe not following Rodgers and maybe Battiari and Cobb would be the two that I would expect Matt what are your thoughts on uh Lazard coming here you think you see it happening
0: I think it's exactly what the Jets need a big Mm -hmm. uh, wide receiver who is a red zone threat and is a great blocker with Corey Davis likely out it's pretty much a one-for-one swap and Lazard's uh, a little bit on a little bit younger I think he's one year younger uh, than Corey Mm -hmm. Davis I like it I would prefer Lazard over Bakhtiari coming here he's played uh, 11-1 and 12 games over the last three years Uh, injuries are starting to pile up on him Last thing the Jets need is another injury-prone tackle. Um, He's great when he's on the field, but health and availability matters. Um, So, yeah, I'd probably pass on him, but Lazard, yes.
3: Tigo, what do you think about Lazard coming to the Jets?
0: Um, So you are
4: kind of right, Ryan, with this whole – he's not on his rookie deal. He was actually on – RFA? He was tendered. Yeah, he was on RFA um, because uh, when he left uh, Jacksonville. Um, Mm -hmm. So he is probably looking for his – his payday right especially because he's an older player to finally hit free agency where like normally you would hit free agency at like 24 25 or 26 he's 27 gonna be 28 he's probably gonna want the bag from a team but it's one of those things where some players like some players took pay cuts to go to tampa to ring chase and a lot of those like guys yeah while they were older some of those guys were in their 20s Uh, and they were ring chasing and they took inexpensive deals and now they've got rings. And so you got to look at that there. I, I, I love, I love the idea of an Alan Lazard, but only if the, like, Braxton Berrios and Corey Davis are gone. So now we have a big hole and a big need for like a wide receiver four to come into the building. But if you're telling me like we're just cutting Corey Davis and we're keeping Braxton Berrios, I don't know about paying a wide receiver $10 million to to bring him in. And I think if 13 is the pick for Rodgers, which I think is what it'll ultimately end up costing, I have no problem bringing in Bakhtiari, but I'm not trading for him. At 26, is well, it 26 I'm or twenty eight million dollars. Twenty eight million is,
3: like his, is is his cap hit. It's not what it would be if he was traded. Um, I don't. I think you would restructure his deal anyway. I don't. I don't think you would actually keep him on his current deal. But let me let me pull it up real quick.
4: I think uh, I think they know and you know that they need to move on from him. They're not so going to keep it, him around. And so here is
3: something interesting. If traded, uh, he's actually a fifteen million dollar. Uh, tackle instead because his signing bonus was so massive. That comes off the books. He's got a base salary of 6.7 million and he has a roster bonus of 9.5. So 16 million, maybe somewhere in there. I mean, it's still rich. I don't want to pay him quite that much. And I think he is going to get cut. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, and it, and
4: it, it, it our, fixes our tackle thing. So I'm cool with Bakhtiari. I'm not anti Bakhtiari.
3: Yeah. My, my thought process with trading for him would be restructuring that contract as well, and then you just get the tackle for essentially your thirteen. It basically it looks like value. They were gonna move off from him and we get him, you know, in the same swooping motion. Buffalo Jet fan, I want to hear your thoughts on Lazard or Bakhtiari coming to the Jets.
1: Uh Bakhtiari a couple of years ago was maybe one of maybe the best left tackle second best left tackle to Trent Williams in football. But, and I think I'd be willing to take a chance on a guy that talented coming off injury. If it was a different position, I'm just too, I'm too scarred with the offensive tackle injuries. Uh, I think if we give big money to an older injured tackle and he comes here and he's injured, we're just going to feel really stupid. Um, so, I have a feeling that they'll try and solve that in the draft. Hopefully, if we do end up trading for Rodgers, if we can maybe make that first round pick be in 2024 and keep 13, you know, we'll, we'll see and make that be our tackle. Lazard's interesting because I think Matt hit it right in the head. He's very similar to Corey Davis. He could step in and be that Z. He's a little bit more adorable than Corey. Um, but my thing with. Lazard number one I wouldn't want to spend on wide receiver until after we have quarterback offensive line and we've paid Quinnen if there's money left over to do that and we want to bring in Lazard that's fine but I'm looking at this wide receiver room and I'm like okay well what is Elijah Moore like with Aaron Rodgers what is that even like Denzel Mims I'm not a Denzel Mims truther he's not a wide receiver one or a wide receiver two but could Denzel Mims you know give you 600 yards and a couple of touchdowns with Aaron Rodgers and he's making an eighth of the salary Of Alan Lazard and we know Mims can block. So I think, or I think it's most likely maybe you run out Mims and there's like a third round pick at receiver. Uh, I just think that there's a, there's an inflation in Lazard's value because he played with Rogers and there our wide receivers value is at like an all time low. And I think maybe once Rogers comes over, then we get that benefit without having uh, to pay for it. If that makes sense.
3: Yeah, I completely agree. That's actually, I made a video about this and the hidden value of bringing in someone like Nathaniel yeah. Hackett and, and Aaron Rodgers as well. And it's that hidden value of, like you said, Denzel Mims, Elijah Moore. I'll go one step further. I'll say and Tomlinson. I'll say even yeah. Zach Wilson. Guys that DJ have Zaman. had, un, yeah, guys who have played, you know, a little lackluster, a little underperforming. It's not necessarily a talent issue. I mean, it, it very well may. We may find that out. But at least you swap the part and then maybe you get more production out of them. Now, maybe you have to worry about a little regression from some of your your other players in that same respect because you can't expect, you know, maybe better stuff from one area and maybe holding the same the other. But I do think that we have some talented guys and I think the Jets uh, are going to be able to unlock a little bit more of that hidden potential like you alluded to, Buffalo. Uh, so good stuff, Blitzcrew. Good question. Uh, Left Coast Jets says, are you all a fan of Caleb Williams? And if next uh, and if this next season doesn't work out for us, would you be opposed to drafting another USC quarterback? Albeit, if we're choosing Caleb, we're probably getting a new coach. The Jets are not going to be in on Caleb Williams. Uh, I would be very surprised because I do think we do get Aaron Rodgers and I think we're going to be ring hunting for two years. And I think the way you. I don't know if you're going to have to lure Aaron Rodgers here, but I think the Jets are going to give him the Tom Brady treatment in that you're going to give all the assets towards winning a Super Bowl. That's what you are giving to Aaron Rodgers. You're not picking a quarterback early in this draft or early in next year's draft while you're still trying to ring hunt. You need to use every asset you have to surround Aaron Rodgers, to build this team better, to win a ring. And I would say the the same argument holds true if Tom Brady ends up going to either the San Francisco 49ers or uh, more so... Uh, Vegas where they have the number seven pick and they might be looking for a quarterback I think they're going to go with a tackle at number seven I think the Titans are absolutely going with a tackle at number 11 and I think it's entirely possible that Houston either takes a tackle at 12 or trades out a number 12 and all three tackles go ahead of the New York Jets it makes me nervous I'm hoping there's actually a lot of really good tackles that are hitting free agency I'm hoping some of those uh teams in front of us get some of those tackles maybe they have a little more cap space and you know the tackles start to fall a little bit more um so as far as caleb williams i think he's phenomenal i'm actually shocked that sean payton wound up taking the denver job i thought for sure the way he was gushing about caleb williams he was going to sit out this year and go to the team that had the number one pick for next year um so no i don't think the jets are in on quarterback we're not going to be in on quarterback at the very earliest till 2025 and even then we may give zach the shot if it doesn't work out and we bottom out we might take the quarterback in 2026 uh matt i want to hear your thoughts on this are you a fan of caleb williams and do you think the jets possibly pull the trigger on a quarterback next year if it doesn't work out this year
0: well you know as i always like to say make sure you scout the helmet when looking at a quarterback so since uh you usc uh, put out Sam Darnold most recently, you, you got a pass on Caleb Williams. Uh, no, I think he's he's a stud. He's a stud. He's going to go number one overall next year. I don't think the Jets are going to be in on him. I think they are going to be with their veteran quarterback trying to make a push to win with this roster. Um, great player. He's going to go somewhere and make a uh, fan base very happy, but it's not going to be ours. Tigo, what about you?
4: Sergeant CVO took my, took my thing that I was saying, that I was going to say. This is my whole spiel is – one I want Aaron Rodgers one because like I want two Super Bowls and I think he can win it here uh two Mm -hmm. because you can look at the development of Zach like really and see what happens like Aaron Rodgers is the perfect placeholder for that but most importantly I want to finally get our Manning in in the right colors in New York in green and Peyton was a was a dick and went back to school (laughs) Eli went to the wrong wrong New York team let's finally get our Manning and you just you go win two Super Bowls, you ride it out, and you see what you have with Zach, and then when you find out that it probably isn't it with Zach Wilson, you give a San Francisco 49ers-type package. You still have one of the best teams in football because Joe Douglas is a monster in the draft, and you just go get Arch Manning, and boom, dynasty the next 10 years. We turn into, like, just give it to me. I'm just willing that into existence, and so, yeah. Yeah
3: speak it manifest your destiny uh buffalo i want to hear your thoughts on caleb williams and the jets possibly taking quarterback next
1: year uh i love caleb williams i think we're not going to suck enough to get caleb williams i don't plan on uh i don't plan on picking higher than 13th for for quite some time now in terms of i think a lot of us the jets fans were like uh you know we talk about quarterback options i'll bring up the draft and one guy literally said Like he super chatted and he was like, no, never again. And I'm like, well, (laughs) eventually again, right? Like, I mean, you know, and I think to me, uh, the whole like we can't develop quarterbacks thing. And well, if we don't trust this brass and this staff to ever take another quarterback and develop them again, then fire everyone now and get people in who can. Because eventually how we're going to have sustained success and consistency is going to be have to draft your quarterback. I'm all in to go for Aaron Rodgers now and try and win a ring at work to Stafford or work with Brady. But if you look at the last eight teams remaining in the playoffs, they drafted their quarterback. If you look at the best three teams, we're going to have to beat in the AFC, Burrow and Mahomes now, and they drafted their quarterback. Eventually, we're going to have to do that. Unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be Caleb Williams because we're going to be picking closer to 32 than one in uh, 2024 or three, whenever, I don't know, whatever year it is. You know what I mean? (laughs)
3: 2024, you got it right. AP14 drops in. He says, hey boys, if Rodgers is traded pre-June 1st, uh, Green Bay would take a $99 million dead cap hit. Can this be reworked in his contract? We can't afford to wait until June 1st. I think uh, at the very least, you'll see a handshake agreement where it's like what Tigo sort of said, it'll be designated a post-June 1st move. I don't know if you can designate a trade a post-June 1st move or not, um, but we've seen trades in concept or or in a handshake agreement that got executed later on. Uh, The one that sticks out to me is the Alex Smith trade to Washington, where I believe that happened at the Senior Bowl that year, and then he was traded once free agency became... Uh, Or like once the new league year started, I think. Um, So as far as a $99 million dead cap hit, I think they're going to avoid that anyway by the handshake. At worst case scenario, we have Rodgers June 2nd. But there's also the realistic possibility that Rodgers is going to rework his contract. So that way the bonus that would have triggered and crippled uh, Green Bay's cap is kind of, you know, not there until after June 2nd. So maybe his bonus, I think he's got a bonus at the end of March maybe is what it's it's due. So if they say, "Hey, that bonus hits June 2nd, then it, you know, maybe it reworks their their whole Don't financial situation."
4: But yeah, Dom mentioned it and I was going to mention it. You can absolutely mm-hmm. uh designate a trade post June 1st.
3: Ah, oh, okay. Perfect. Yeah. So there's your yeah, answer.
4: It was something that was added because of the Alex Smith handshake deal kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. They were like, we don't like that that's happening. So they changed the rule from where it's you can only designate two cuts to be Mm post-June 1st. You can now designate two cuts or trades as post-June 1st so that Aaron Rodgers doesn't have to wait around till June 1st to come to New York and start meeting with Hackett and doing all that stuff.
3: Oh, that makes me feel good. Look at Tigo. Now, follow up question, Tigo. And Dom C in the chat. Uh, you get two post-June 1st designations. Is that two total between cuts and yes. trades? Yes. Good stuff. That's the, that's the information I wanted to hear. Uh, Knifey Spoonie says, if Rodgers comes here, do you think he brings any of his guys along with him like Brady did when he went to Tampa? Maybe Lazard, maybe Batiari. Uh, yeah, I think he's definitely gonna, gonna try and bring some guys. I think the left tackle feels like it makes the most sense. I think that's the one that he wants the most. Um, I do think Cobb would wind up coming here as a replacement for barrios I think it's gonna be pretty cheap. I think Cobb got paid like two million dollars last year. And Braxton Barrios saves us five. So if you want to have a backup slot to Elijah Moore for one or two million dollars and it makes Rogers happy, I'm fine with Cobb here for a year. Um Lazard, like we mentioned a little bit earlier, I think he's gonna try and get paid somewhere else because he hasn't had that big contract yet. And then, like I said, I think the tackle is the one that, that winds up coming here. Buffalo, you see any particular player uh, coming and following Rodgers?
1: I think it's more like, like small role players. Like when LeBron James will go to a new team, he'd bring his, his Shane Battier. So if it's if we lose Braxton Berrios and Cobb comes in as a depth receiver, something like that, I think guys like uh, bigger names like Bakhtiari and Lazard, I think money will talk first. Tigo, what about you? You think uh, Rodgers is bringing some of his guys with him? I I don't
4: think if I don't think Rodgers would bring guys with him. I think guys would follow Rodgers, kind of a thing. I I, I don't think again Rodgers has way too big of an ego to be like, hey, let's all go to the Jets. He's gonna be more the guy like, hey, I'm on the Jets. If you want to come, like come hang out. Like we can just let's just go win a, a ring in New York. And he's gonna do it more laissez faire. But the only real names that I look at it on the list of players that are on Green Bay that'll come to me are. Uh, Bakhtiari, Lazard, Cobb, and then I'm not the biggest fan of him, but we do have a need, and he would be cheap, is Adrian Amos. Like, we do need it. We have a Mm needed safety. He might be ring chasing. Green Bay's defense wasn't the best, maybe in a new situation, in a new scheme, but then you're just going back and getting another 30-year-old free safety kind of a thing. It's just, I don't know.
3: I like Amos. I had Amos in my most recent mock-off season with Rodgers. I think it's a really good swap if you're going to move on from someone like, you know, if you wanted to move on from Whitehead or something. Um, But I do like the idea of bringing him in, and I
0: do think he is going to be pretty cheap. Matt, any uh, players following Rodgers here? Yeah, I think, I mean, you mentioned it with Cobb. That's someone who I haven't talked about yet. I talked about uh, Lazard and Bakhtiari uh, a little bit earlier, but... If you're moving on from Braxton Berrios, which I think is probably pretty likely, it would save you five million dollars, and let's say you can maybe get, um, you know, Randall Cobb for like a minimum one million dollar deal, and then I could say, okay, you know, as backup depth wide receiver five, that's fine. Um, and plus, they, he just love for whatever reason he loves uh, Randall Cobb, and uh, I don't think it'd be the worst thing in the world to have a veteran like that with some of these young pup wide receivers. So I think that one makes a lot of sense.
3: Yeah, I, I saw the stats somewhere and I don't remember it entirely accurately off the top of my head, but I think Cobb had like 60 catches this year and like 40 of them went for first downs. It was like something absurd or like a certain amount of them were like on third downs. Uh, so if Rogers does tend to look his way. He just trusts him. Uh, even if you're not a huge Cobb fan, which I'm, I'm not particularly, but for a million or $2 million, I don't care. Uh, F-16 jet fuel drops in. Says it's funny how like 18 years ago Rogers was annoyed with Favre and his shenanigans. Now he's a mirror image of Favre. Shake my head. Yeah, right. It's like uh, the pot calling the kettle black. Is that how it? Uh, that's the old expression there. I think Rogers can almost look at New York and say, "Well, if I win there, I beat Brett Favre." <laughs> Like, that's the that's the goal. If you're looking at Aaron Rodgers and you're saying, okay, where could he go in his career that is going to cement his legacy or going to provide another stepping stone in his legacy? If Aaron Rodgers gets his second Super Bowl anywhere in the country, anywhere at all. Are you putting him in any kind of better conversation than he already is right now? Or if he wins a Super Bowl specifically with the New York Jets, a, dina, a, a team that hasn't had a, a, a Super Bowl championship in over 50 years. We haven't had a franchise quarterback. Uh, we've had one break 4,000 yards in our, in our uh, franchise's history. We have one uh, 30-yard touchdown season from Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, for me, I think Brett Favre or sorry, I think Aaron Rodgers could come to New York, win a Super Bowl here, and that cements his legacy more than anywhere else he could go. Tigo, I see you shaking your head. What are your thoughts? There's, it's
4: ironic, right? Because there's only two spots in the NFL that would cement his legacy as like one of the best to ever do it, and that's if he came to New York, because winning in New York means more than winning anywhere else. Right? Because if you win in New York, you will be loved forever. And it's not even like winning a Super Bowl, you'll be loved forever. Right? Like, it's, it, we still love Mark Sanchez, and he gave us our most embarrassing thing. Ever, you know, Mangold, the same thing. Like, if you're just good in New York, you'll be loved forever. And if you come to New York and you win it here, you'll be able to do the thing that Brett Favre never was able to do at the end of his career. And ironically, the only other spot that he could go that would cement his legacy just the same way if he is if he went to Minnesota and gave them their first ever. And it was one of those mm. things. Where it's just like, well, he went to both places. Favre did. So I think literally it's, it's the Jets or Minnesota, and Minnesota has Kirk. So... He's a jet. Come on.
3: And they're not trading him in the NFC spe- specifically to a division rival. That's why they included the three first round pick clause with the Favre contract initially with
0: us. Matt, I want to hear your thoughts. Uh, Rogers and Favre shenanigans. What do you think? Um, I, I think Favre was a little bit harsher to Rogers and Rogers has been to love, um, Maybe that's just recency bias um, on on our parts here, but it just feels that way. Uh, And I agree 1,000% with uh, Tigo here saying that it would matter so much more to him or matter so much more for him to win in New York and what it would be. I mean, think about um, Peyton Manning with the Denver Broncos. He goes there and wins the Super Bowl. He's a legend in Denver. He only spent, what, three, four years as a Denver Bronco, but he's still – extremely highly regarded the same is going to be for tom brady down in tampa bay for what he was able to do for that franchise comes to the jets for two years if he wins a super bowl in one of those two years he would be remembered so fondly forever and just like from a national level too everyone says lol jets lol jets if he was the one to end that curse that just adds to a legacy like you said
3: absolutely buffalo jet fan your thoughts on rogers having far like shenanigans
1: yeah, the the situations are just very very eerily similar like the new guy is drafted and the old guy is going to retire not going to retire and now be maybe traded to the Jets is an old, it's it's very very um it's weird it's strange. But uh I think with with Aaron I don't know man. Uh oh. I, I don't know. I wait. I, Repeat the question, dude. I'm an hour and a half in. What the- <laughs> Do you think that the shenanigans between Rodgers uh, – like Rogers, was pissed off oh, at Favre of early in his is career legacy by winning it in New York? That was the next time. I'm yep. sorry, I'm with really you. Okay, that's all right. So yes, it would matter more if it was in New York. It reminded me of when, um, uh, in other words, I'm a big NBA fan, and when LeBron won his in Cleveland, it was like winning two or three somewhere else. And I think with Rogers, he's already top 10 definitely top eight probably top six i think if he wins another super bowl i think he probably cements i think the top three are pretty secure in brady montana manning and then is Favre the fourth best quarter or i'm sorry is uh, rogers the fourth best quarterback ever if he wins another ring you know elway's got two and he i think he does have a lot to add to his legacy and there's nowhere else where it would mean more You know, I think Jets fans were toxic, were impatient. You hear those criticisms, and that's true. I've been both of those things. If you follow me on Twitter during a game, you have the (laughs) emotional stability of, like, a 13-year-old girl during a football game. But our bar for quarterback play is also so low. Like, I like Mike White. Let's be honest. Mike White became a legend because he could hit a check down pass. Like, that's what happened this year. And Mark Sanchez is immortalized. I I went to every single one of those playoff games in Marcus Sanchez. I spent my life savings as a high school senior to do it. No regrets. But the dude had like 55% completion percentage, and that's who, you know, our our legends are. So I think if he comes here and he wins one, man, oh, it's going to be huge for us and huge for him. V-Man drops in with a
3: super chat. V-Man says Aaron Rodgers will come because winning with a perennial loser. Like the New York Jets will silence his critics and haters just like Brady to the Bucs. That's a good way to put that too. We just kind of brought it up. But Brady was tied to the same sort of legacy where it's, was it Brady or was it Belichick? What's going to happen? Now he goes to the Bucs. He winds up winning the Super Bowl there. Now everyone can sit back and say, oh, it was clearly Tom Brady pulling all the strings up there. Uh, I don't know if the same conversation is necessarily had with Rodgers. But I do think having him come to a perennial loser like the jets like the bucks were um is going to mean that much more and i think we're we're all probably on the same page there uh rj mcpot drops in and says are we concerned on bill o'brien's return to new england not at all um uh, <laughs> uh, still I mean, under center uh, well hey uh, yeah, yeah, mac jones got drafted in the first round because bill o'brien was his offensive coordinator at alabama come on aren't you y- concerned y- y-
4: you mean Come in the NCAA, on. where there's only two or three teams that matter any given year, ever?
3: Oh God! I mean, are you telling me are you are you not afraid of Mac Jones, Tigo? It seems like you, you're a little maybe not so f- fearful of him.
4: Mac and noodle arm cheese uh, Jones is is not someone I'm I'm very uh very worried about with a top five defense.
3: Matt, we had these conversations about Nathaniel Hackett earlier in this show. Once bad head coach, becomes an offensive coordinator. Does Bill
0: O'Brien become a good offensive coordinator after being a bad head coach? Well, wasn't he already a bad offensive coordinator with Alabama?
3: <laughs> I don't know. Like, I I, how many quarterbacks did he get drafted since he's been back at Alabama? Was uh, only there is it just fact Jones? He's only been there for two years. Uh, that's right, because he traded Hopkins two years ago. Okay, yeah, that's right then. Just Jones.
0: But, yeah, I, I was mean, like, it wasn't Hurts, he, it wasn't Tua... If you looked at every Alabama fan's reaction, they're like, thank God that we got this guy out of here. Um, I, I don't know. I I think he comes across a little bit as uh, toxic to me for what he was able to uh, do at the end with the Houston Texans. Now, he did have some success as a head coach earlier in his career, but everyone points to his time. He spent, I think it was just one year as the offensive coordinator for New England in 2011 when they had like legitimately one of the best offenses of all time because they had – uh, Brady in his in his one of his primes. He has had multiple primes. Uh, Gronk, Hernandez, and Wes Welker and Julian Edelman and all these guys. They just had this elite level offense. I, I don't know if that was him more so than just the amazing talent on that roster. So I'm not super concerned with it to be honest with you. Buffalo Jet fan, are you concerned with Bill O'Brien? <laughs> no. Now anything would be an
1: upgrade over Matt Patricia. I'm assuming and Mac Jones was serviceable as, um, a rookie, but yeah, if we get Aaron Rodgers, uh, or even if we get Derek Carr with our defense, uh, I'm not super concerned about Mac Jones. I think, I don't know, Bailey Zapp might end up having that job by the end of the year. So no, it's, it's nice that, you know, the Patriots are kind of like the least of our, uh, concerns for once. Although it's Maybe I shouldn't say that since they haven't beaten them since Nam, but, uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not worried about them.
3: Pepperidge Farms remembers when the Jets beat New England. Uh, Tigo, I want to hear your thoughts. Bob, what's up with him?
4: I, I like Bob, like, as a coach, right? Like, he was a good coach in Houston. What he wasn't was a good GM. Like,
3: hmm.
4: Bob the GM got uh, Bob the head coach fired, not the other way around. <laughs> right because no one's gonna look at that that DeAndre Hopkins trade and be like oh yeah that's a good trade it's a great trade real good (laughs) job there and it was that was the problem there but also like you did blow like a like a 17 point lead to a to 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 the Chiefs you know there's there's a lot there and the biggest thing for me that I'm the reason I'm not worried is because That offense is still New England's, like New England's offense is still New England's offense. Who is Mac Jones going to throw the ball to? That's it. There's no one there that I'm really worried about. Like, unless they're going out and drafting a bunch of wide receivers and signing a bunch of guys, like, it's too early to be worried about Bob.
3: I agree. Andrew Yale drops in he says trade for rogers equals draft picks how do we do it before 6-1 it's because we were talking about the post june first designation uh for sure i think it's gonna be i have a hard time thinking it's not gonna be the 13 pick i would love for it to be a second round pick and then the conditional first next year but i don't know how they can justify trading rogers without guaranteeing a first so maybe if it's you know, a second round pick this year, it's got to be a first next year. If it's a first this year, maybe it's a conditional pick next year. Um, I don't know if it gets up to two firsts, like we heard kind of reported. Like if the Jets go to the Super Bowl, I kind of don't. That that was sort of the the thought process. I didn't mind. Like if you gave up 13 and then your conditional first in 2024 was if the Jets got to the Super Bowl, so you're giving up the 31st or 32nd pick. I think I'd be all right with that if, if my back was against the wall. Um, I don't want to give up two firsts straight up, though. Uh, Buffalo, I want to hear your thoughts uh, specifically about what you would
1: give up for, for Rogers. Cause we know how the, the picks would work um, before June 1st. I would be really surprised if any team gave up two unconditional firsts. that would be like an unprecedented return for a player of his age. You can't really use like the Matt Stafford or Russell Wilson or Sean Watson comps because, you know, they're not getting those guys for one or two years. So if there's gotta be a first round pick in the deal, fine i'd prefer it be in 2024 but if beggars can't be tutors that's fine too i think a first round a pick and then a second pick with conditions that could scale anywhere from like a third to a first is fair so like if he's back the second year and they're they make a late playoff push like that's how it was with far it was very specific i think there was Mm -hmm. one for even if they won the super bowl it would go up to something so i'd be fine with that um, you just can't you can't give up two unconditional firsts and then have him, you know, eat a a bad gummy on the bye week and retire and then you're you're out, you know, two first round picks or whatever. Joe Douglas is not gonna do that. So if there's a team that wants to give up two first two unconditional firsts for Aaron Rodgers, then Derek Carr is a jet. I just I think Joe Douglas values as much as he values the quarterback position, two unconditional firsts with no contingency plan if he retires after one year, I can't see it, man. Tigo, what about you? What do you think a trade for Aaron Rodgers looks like?
4: I think Buffalo hit it right on the head. If, if someone wants to give up two firsts for Aaron Rodgers, all right, I'll just take Derek Carr. Like it's not that, that hard for me. I think the pick, the, the package is probably 13 because I don't see green Bay not wanting a first this year. They're not going to take the first next year because they don't want to pick 32. They want to pick earlier and 13 has more value. So I think 13 should be able to just get it done straight up. But I've seen, Mm -hmm. and something that I'd be okay with is if if it turned into two firsts, is it's a first this year and a fourth next year. It's a conditional Mm -hmm. fourth that if he comes back, that fourth turns into a third. If we make the playoffs, that third turns into a second. And if we do the thing, that second turns into a first and then I'm cool with that package. Like there's, Or if it's like a bunch of conditions, like he's got to play a certain amount of games and throw for a certain completion percentage, and he's got to hit Elijah Moore six times on an out route going facing due east, like whatever it is, you set that all up, and if it eventually can become a first, like I'm cool with that. But as long as that, that other first round is we do the thing, we win a Super Bowl, right? Like that's the mm. only way. I'm, if it's 32, you can have it. I don't care. If it's not 32, you can't have it. And so that's the way that I kind of look at it and the picks there, especially because in my opinion, this draft is not top heavy. The two Mm. guys that I want at 13 aren't going to be there at 13. And so we are going to be trading that pick down or, or do, if you're telling me 13 can get me a hall of fame quarterback, go do it.
3: That's a great way to word that. I love the way you just put that where, if you're planning on trading, because like you said, I, I don't think the tackles are going to be there at 13. I think they're going to be gone by that point. I don't love the idea of going receiver in the first round. I don't hate it. Could I go safety? Maybe. Could I go linebacker? Maybe. I'd probably prefer a trade down in that situation. And if you're going to trade it down, give me the quarterback. I like the that a lot. only
4: guys at 13 for me are Peter Skaronsky and, and uh, Brian Branch. But both mm. of those guys are taking are being taken in the top 10. Scarazzi going either to the Titans or Vegas and I would be totally surprised if Brian Branch isn't like um uh, uh, like an eagle or something like that next year or whatever it is cuz they have that that pick like he is so good. He is everything that uh, Kyle Hamilton was sold to us to be. He's that's like Brian Branch He's actually phenomenal. is that, you know. So Tigo, after so you talked to me
3: about that last night, I went back and I watched all his tape, not all his tape, but uh, you know, a few games and I was like, "Oh my god." <laughs>
4: This, Dude, guy hit. this guy can jump out of cover tape. He can do
3: like you everything. can always see him. He's impressive. He's really impressive. I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it. I don't love the pick, but if you're going to trade it down, why not? You know, fill fill out the uh, the roster with a, a key piece there, Matt. What are you thinking? A trade for Rodgers looks like works. Does it go back? We're live. Come on. Oh yeah. I think Did it so. work? Yeah. Yeah
0: think so are we live (laughs) comments are flowing oh no not well it's still spinning oh wait no
3: yeah i can't tell i see We're back yeah (laughs)
4: hey there we are
3: cool i don't see it on my end but as if you guys say we're good we're good chat says we're good yeah i couldn't kill us i just dude i just ran a wire from my basement not just but like literally two days ago ran a wire from my basement where my cable comes in all the way up to like right behind my computer. So it's like a straight up connection, but Optimum sucks. I got to figure out if I get like two routers or something like that. Let's go back to where we were. Matt, I want to hear
0: from you. Trade for Rogers. What does it look like? Okay. Uh, A second this year. And a conditional one next year, with the condition of Rogers being on the roster at the start of the league year for next season. Um, mm-hmm. uh, if he's not, that pick could change to something else. What? It, what? I'm not sure. Um, but I don't think they're getting a one this year. Ooh, ooh, I do like that. I if we can avoid giving up the
3: one, I think that's what would make me feel like the happiest. <laughs> For sure. Uh, all right, let's see. I got uh, Blitz Crew chimed in. I can't pull up the super chat, but I can read it to you. He says, last time we got an older, talented quarterback to join us. How did that play out? Vinny Testaverdi, I'm in. Ryan Fitzpatrick worked out pretty good. Brett Favre worked out, you know, would have worked out pretty well if he didn't get hurt. Vinny Testaverdi worked out well. It's actually been like our most successful formula as a for as a franchise right. buffalo any thoughts on uh the older quarterback coming in
1: yeah i think we've heard, i've heard a lot of like oh we did that once at a far of how'd that work out and i'm like well if you look at around that time those were still some of the best years of the last 20 years of the jets like i've heard some people say oh that'd be a same old jets move to bring i'm like no a same old jets move is to draft a bust surround them with nothing fire the coach and then fight about it for three years that's the same old uh jets move so uh, i think each situation is different um and i think that you have to trust jd to evaluate uh this particular situation And i think it's worth it for far but i don't think we should be uh too affected by the past for better or worse i think you have to evaluate this for what it is
3: Tigo, I want to hear your thoughts. What do you think about the older, talented quarterbacks? Blitz Cruz, Super Chat said, last time we got an older, talented quarterback to join us, how did it work out? Vinny Testaverdi, I'm in. We brought up Ryan Fitzpatrick. We brought up Brett Favre. We've said that was probably our most successful run of uh, stuff in our franchise's history. Your thoughts?
4: Um, I'm assuming Buffalo said this because I, I needed to pee so badly, so I had to go use the bathroom. But... Um, <laughs> In my—Buffalo has said this before, and this is the best point when it comes to go out and getting Rodgers or anything like that, and that's the fact that there's two ways that you can get a franchise quarterback. You either draft the guy in the first round and he works out, or you go and get a veteran at the end of his career, and those are the only ways that you can win a Super Bowl if we look at it historically. Either they've won a Super Bowl with a team that they're drafted with, or it's a guy at the end of his career has a falling out with the team that drafted him, and now he's available for whatever reason. And so the idea that getting Aaron Rodgers is going to set us back, or we're not going to whatever, like what other option is there, really? That where gets us a Super Bowl. Diego, where is back yeah. for the Jets?
1: I'm looking back. I don't know where back is to go at quarterback. Yeah, like <laughs> 39 out of 32 quarterbacks,
3: or whatever. I think that's where Zach ranked. He was like 39th in certain categories as a quarterback.
4: Like there's sure. just no there's no option. What are we going to do? Like you really want to run it back with Zach? Well, I no, still believe in 2 so that I can justify my jersey purchase that I made because I believed in him hard. <laughs> like it's not going to be next year. You know, it's I just never like the idea of like people's like, "Oh, yeah, you know you can't go get Rodgers." Well, give me a solution. What's the solution then? What's better? What's better out there than Aaron Rodgers right now? Because there isn't anybody
3: yeah, and if you look look at it from a Joe Douglas and Robert Sala perspective, if you could get any quarterback that would guarantee your job longer than this year, who is it? If you go out and you get Derek Carr and he has an underperforming season, he's going to be here, but they may switch it up with the coaching staff if it doesn't work out. With Aaron Rodgers, you're guaranteed two Super Bowl runs, and then you're probably guaranteed that third year, assuming you're going to test out Zach, and then you know, either you reset it after that, or you decide to let them have another chance at a quarterback. If they wound up winning your ring at some point, Um, you
4: get Arch Manning. That gives you another five years.
3: I'm just saying, right? See, this, this is the healthy, healthy way to go. Right. (laughs) Matt, I want to hear your thoughts. The older quarterbacks have seemingly worked out for us. Do you agree?
0: Yeah. Well, 100%. You, we ran through a few guys right there. Vinny, uh, was working. They were eight and three looking like the number one seed in the AFC, Ryan Fitzpatrick was fun for 15 weeks in uh, in 2015. Um, I think that's the move. I don't think they're drafting another quarterback right now. We could have that conversation in a couple years maybe, but um, I think they're going to go the veteran route, and I think it'll work with this roster.
3: Completely agree. Uh, Bobby Woodruff becomes the newest member of the Jets Talk 24-7 family, joining the frequent flyer tier. Bobby, thank you so much for doing that. Uh, make sure you check out all those custom emojis you got guys drop some j-e-t-s in the chat for bobby joining the channel uh sam aiken dropped in with super chat he says better to sign car in Gakwe and von bell there is a direction that would make me very happy as a jet fan for a, a number of different you know reasons but it all stems from rogers not being available <laughs> Like yeah. if Rogers is available, Rogers has got to be the move, I think, because it just gives you so much hope for your your pick that you already have on your roster. Um but I do like Carr. I like Ngakwe. I like Von Bell. Um I probably like Ngakwe two years ago, more so than I do now. I don't know. Matt, your thoughts on Carr, Ngakwe and Von Bell instead of going after Rogers and uh that offseason.
0: Yeah, don't know how much I like Yannick Ngakwe at this point. As you said, if this was a 2020 or 2019 conversation, probably a little bit different. Um, I'm not anti-Derek Carr if that's who it ends up being. I think you know the Jets could be good with Derek Carr, and they obviously need safety help. So whoever the hell it is, please land someone in safety. And could it be someone who's a little bit on the bigger side? I, I can't do f- two five nine safeties again next year. That's not going to work. You go, I want to hear your
3: thoughts. Carr, Ngakwe, Von Bell, you signing up for this? I, th- I think, here's the
4: thing, right? And I think people are looking at this wrong, because I don't think that's a realistic thing. Because if you get Carr, mm-hmm. Carr's going to eat up more of your cap space this year than Aaron Rodgers. But mm-hmm. with Derek Carr, you're guaranteed to have the 13th pick. So the way mm-hmm. that you have to look at it is, if you go get Derek Carr, understand that you're building the team through the draft that's how you're going to build a team you you're going to bring back a bunch of guys you're going to have to sign all your players from the draft and then you maybe get one big name free agent like we're like a 10 11 12 13 million dollar free agent if that's Von Bell I'm cool with that I'm super cool with that but if you get Aaron Rodgers because of his 15 million dollar cap head you probably forego developing your team through the draft because you're going to give up 13 um, and that's where you would get a player that's immediately going to come in and start. But you're going to have an extra fifteen to twenty million dollars that you wouldn't have with Carr. You can go and get Von Bell. You can go and get Edmonds. You're probably bringing in a tackle like Mike McGlinchy on the right side looks real good. You know, kind of a thing. Like you have more money to go do things in free agency with Rodgers, where with Carr you'll have less money but more draft capital.
3: Well
1: said. Very well said. Buffalo, your thoughts? Carr, Ngakwe, Von Bell. Um, I'm down for Carr. I think Ngakwe and Von Bell are both both good players. I don't know if they're fits for the Jets. I think if if the Jets want to go ahead and I'm assuming you're cutting Carl Lawson and replacing him with Ngakwe. I think the whole point of cutting Lawson is that you have young guys who can come in in JJ Clemens and Huff and replace some of that production on the cheap, and then you can invest that money in other areas of the team that aren't as deep. I think would be the logic behind that at edge. Although I Gakway is, you know, if it, if it was Madden franchise mode, sure, I'd taken Gakwe and lost. He's a good player. Von Bell. We need to help at safety. Um, I, I think it, to my understanding. Von Bell is a little bit more of the strong safety and Jesse Bates is a little more of the free safety in Cincinnati. Um, so again, Von Bell, good player, but I think to complement Jordan Whitehead, we want somebody with a little bit more range, uh, somebody with a little bit better ball skills. So I like both of those guys. I don't know if they're fit for the jets. I also think Tigo is right. I think there's this, uh, a little bit of a misconception that the team has to look can look radically more talented than with. Point like, dude. If you can get a really good left tackle, then hey, that's something to talk about. I just don't know if I see uh Joe Douglas spending the money on an on an edge or a, or a safety like Von Bell. Although I like those players. Man, my internet does not like me tonight.
3: <laughs> I think. All right, I got you guys back. Am
0: I back? Yeah, we're back. Now we're just missing Buffalo.
3: <laughs> yeah. All right. What's let me see. I'm gonna click a button. And <laughs> I'm gonna see.
4: And he agreed with me for the first time in our in our very long friendship. This was going to be a beautiful moment.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I think so. My Internet's definitely all jacked up, so I have no idea what happened in Buffalo. He got booted. I think we're still live. I'm pretty sure we're still live. Yeah, yeah, we are. I can see us. All right, cool. So I'm just going to move on to uh, T. Rivera. T Rivera says Rogers is a lock. Go get him. Just effing do it, guys. Off topic. You think what happened with uh, Demar in Buffalo? Do you think the NFL will step up and end to his career? I mean, this dude can die on the field. I thought Tua, or yeah, I thought Tua should retire. He had three brain injuries in a matter of like four months. That is an absolutely insane amount of head injuries to have. Hey, what's up, Buffalo? Sorry, <laughs> my internet. I think booted yeah. everyone off. Okay. Um, but yes, I think there. I think the NFL is not going to step in because it would almost admit fault uh, to some extent. I don't know. I I think Tua should have retired. I think the Demar stuff's scary, but that's not the head injury. I think his was more so that that weird hit to the chest, right? Like that's the 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 verdict with him i don't know buffalo what do you the think the demar think
4: injury th- is a one in a trillion mm-hmm. moment. yeah that's it's, it's such a rare
3: one that's like the baseball to the chest type injury yeah yep um so i guess the question should be i'll reword it a little bit buffalo do you think that the nfl should step in on tua and maybe encourage retirement
1: I don't think they'll specifically encourage that specific player to retire. I do think you might see like a rule that is maybe colloquial known as the Tua rule, where I think they got to do something where if you suffer multiple concussions, like in the same month, maybe you have to go on four week IR. And then if you're Mm -hmm. three concussions in a year, then like you're out for the season. I think just treating each concussion like its own thing where everybody knows it's those cluster concussions that are close to guard that are really dangerous. So I think the NFL will have to do something, uh, cause, you know, him going out there on national TV four days after getting his bell rung. And then with his hands like that, that was just, uh, one of those signature moments where it's like, Ooh, like we got to make sure that's not happening. And, uh, I could see a, a rule change. I don't think they forced two out though.
3: Tigo, what do you think about the whole DeMar and Tua injuries on national TV. Do you think the NFL tries to step in?
4: They're, they're unrelated. That's the biggest problem, right? Is I think Buffalo said it perfectly. The, the problem right now is that the NFL treats every injury as an individual event, instead of looking at the compounding situations that lead up to an injury. Right. Um, and this is where if this change or if something like this is going to come, it's going to have to come from the NFL PA, not the NFL, because the NFL is not going to want to admit fault and take their players out and come up with more rules to get their players gone and things like that. They would rather just two hand touch the quarterback than to ever take their quarterbacks out. And they're not going to push players out at all. So it's one of those things where while the DeMar Hamlin thing sucks, that's a one in a, a, a floppity Jillion percent chance that you hit the guy in the perfect moment on the uptick in the a four ventricle and the guy's heart just stops. You know, it's one of those things where the likelihood we could ha- see that hit for that same exact hit a million more times and never have that injury. Like, and it- And that's just, they're just unrelated. And even though I think Tua should hang up his cleats just for his own mental health, dude, you're already richer than any person in your family has ever been. You have so much generational wealth. It's not worth shortening your life. I look at it and I go like, you're shortening your life 10, 20 years by continuing to go out there and play a boy's game.
3: Well, what's crazy is I actually, I I had a conversation with someone and we were saying how like I thought Tua should retire. They're like, that's ridiculous. I was like, no, like. If you look at the average age of a male, when they pass away, it's 75. When you look at the average age of a football player passing away, it's 55. You're losing 20 years of your life to this game. That is absolutely
0: horrifying. Matt, do you think the NFL should step in for injuries? Um, I don't think they should step in. Um, I think it should be up to the player what they want to do. Um, Obviously with Tua, it's really tough, man. He's had a ton of injuries already in his young career. I think it would probably be best for him to retire, but um, you got to leave that up to the player. He's got to make his own decision there. Um, It's, it's tough. Head injuries are no joke. The CTE is scary. I'm sure everyone's seen all the documentaries and just the impact that it could have on you later in life. It's, not good and if i was to uh, really consider getting out while you're still you know kind of functioning i agree i think that's a a, a well put statement letting the player make the
3: decision themselves i think is important i think you know you guys were right too tigo mentioned the uh, the liability sort of thing with the nfl not wanting to admit fault i think that's 100% accurate uh but we have reached the end of our show Uh, So we're going to pick some qualifiers. Matt, can you head over to last week's show for me and grab five qualifiers? Uh, I need to select what I got. I've got eight. I got to select two more on this side.
4: Buffalo, the the, the Jets gods ended the stream because we were finally going to agree for the first time in our can't friendship, happen. and in our, and then it couldn't happen. They were the YouTube <laughs> gods. Were
3: like, no, shut it down, smite them. <laughs> like, it was like boom, happen. lightning strike.
2: <laughs>
3: uh. Let's see. Come on, Nightbot, help me out here. I wonder if Nightbot's not working because like the stream kicked off.
0: Maybe <laughs> it doesn't. Oh, look- there it is. There's. There's one. There we
3: go. James, what is that? Jameson Young. Jameson Young. All right. I should have one more in there. And then Matt, are you uh, ready?
0: I am ready. Let me know when you want me to start rattling them off.
3: All right. I can't do two things at once. So let me just have Nightbot do this. Finger Lakes Jet Fan, you are qualified.
1: Nice. He's a
0: good dude. Nice. All right, Matt, fire away. Okay, we got seven levels two, three, four.
4: Great name. Okay.
0: Rob three eight zero. Okay. Mac Jig five one four eight. <laughs> okay. Eric Craig seventy eight hundred. And here let me scroll down. We'll mix them up a little bit. We'll go Dane NYJ for number five.
3: Dane NYJ. All right. I'm excited to have Buffalo and Tego in this round of odds or evens, boys. Three, two, one. Oh god.
0: What of a finger?
2: There 12, 12
0: 13,
3: 14. Oh. Uh 14's an even number. Indy Jets fan, gone. Rico the Pup, gone. Curly Norman, gone. Florida Jet fan, gone. Finger Lakes Jet fan, gone. Rob, 380, gone. Eric Craig, gone. All right, three, two, one. Aha, four. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> even. Uh, Kev Lowe, gone. Hank G, gone. Seven levels, two, three, four, gone. Dane, NYJ, gone. We are down to four. Three, two, one. One. What is that? 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. 13, that's an odd. Daniel Murphy, gone. Jamison Young, gone. Kev Chatta, Mac Jig, last two. First number in the chat after the uh, the sad face by Lisa Nader Mayer. Uh, plus whatever we throw up. Three, two, one. 2, 10. Ah, what is that? 10, 13, 13 plus three oh man kev chata was the one 13 plus three is an even oh <laughs> it worked out kev won? chata got he won <laughs> oh look at that <laughs> he won because he picked it's the right weird. number oh good stuff yeah. Ray, good yeah. stuff although actually if i say that actually i guess the first number would be a five because dante's super chat came in but it would still be an odd either way so it works out kev chata hit me up uh, one of my social media platforms hit me up on uh, email. I'll, I'll get your information. I'll ship you out a shirt. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, let me just throw Dante's super chat up here real quick. Since he had that in here, he goes, I think Rogers is seriously considering retirement. What do you, th- uh, what do you, if he does car? Yeah. You got to pivot to car. If you don't get Aaron Rodgers. I think he's got 110 million reasons why he's not going to retire. Um, But there were a few moments during the the Pat McAfee show today that I thought, you know, he does like golf. (laughs) He seems to be enjoying it right now. So, and if once you start thinking that way, you start, uh, you know, you know what they say, you're already retired then. Uh, But boys, let's go around our panel. Let's give our closing thoughts. Buffalo Jet fan Tigo, thank you so much for joining us. Buffalo,
1: I'm going to go to you first. Closing thoughts. Um, My closing thoughts are Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr. One of the two is going to be the Jets quarterback. Um, And that whichever one it is, all of the Jets Nation and Jets Twitter is going to take it right in stride. There will be no arguing. No one will be called personal (laughs) awful names for having a small variance of opinion. None of that will happen. But either way, it's going to be such a monumental upgrade. I think it feels like kind of – it feels doom and gloomy because we didn't have an OC. We don't know who the quarterback is. The six-game losing streak – but I still really feel as optimistic as I felt uh, as in an off season in a really long time. I think the jets are going to be good. They're going to win some games. They're going to have some fun. Uh, I'm excited. I appreciate you guys having me on. It was a blast. Tigo. Any last words for our panel? I think
4: the, the the best thing to say is that no matter what's going to happen, this off season is going to be a whole lot of fun. Just, this is the first off season in a long while where we aren't pigeonholed in one singular direction we can do a million different things with 13 whether that's trading for Aaron Rodgers whether that's taking a tackle whether that's trading back whatever it is there's this offseason is going to be the most fun at least I know that I've had in an offseason because we're a good football team like whether you want to believe it or not we are right and we're maybe two or three pieces away from really really competing for this thing and just go get the quarterback right that's it get the quarterback right and then let us have fun this offseason doing all of our mocks and all of that stuff just get it done sooner rather than later because i don't want to keep talking about this until june
0: matt your thoughts new episode of just jets is coming out tomorrow we're talking about players to watch this week at the senior bowl should be a good one make sure to check it out and it was a blast as always talking new york jets football with you guys
3: I love it. Boys and girls, thank you so much for hanging out. If you're on your way out, please hit that like button if you enjoyed what you saw here today. Make sure you sub up all our great content creators. All their links are in the description down below. Boys and girls, thank you so much for flying with us tonight. This is Jets Talk signing off. J-E-T-S!
0: I think every single person in this locker room is a competitor at the highest level. So, yeah, when you feel as if your backs are against the wall, you never have to feel like you have to do it by yourself.
1: Family,
2: so, yeah, you all you in Under pressure, sacked by and Williams. Right side, got it. You look to your left and your right, you got guys out there with you that, that our whole point is to help each other. This one depends. That's Corey Davis climbing the ladder. To be able to go out and, and lead these guys. Just to know how hard these guys work and how important it is to them and then you get that
0: chance to, to lead them. Everything that happened that needed to happen for us, it almost felt like,
2: kind of like a sign, like get like a second chance almost. Yes, extra pushes, running left. Maybe a little extra life to breathe in the Touchdown, chips.